Hello everyone, I'm Estela Casas, creative brand strategist for the Viva Auto Group family of dealerships. Thanks for listening to the Viva Style podcast, where we have interesting conversations about the automotive industry that provides hundreds of jobs in the borderland. Let's talk Viva Style. Robert, it's great to have you here in studio, our Viva Style podcast. This is amazing. What a great little setup you've got here. You I know, was so glad to be asked, by the way. Well, thank you so much for coming in. It, you know, this is an opportunity to, to not just talk about the automotive industry, but talk about uh, key members of our community, and you are one of them. If you say so. No, of course. Always, if you say so. always. <laughs> so Robert and I worked together many years ago at KVIA, and it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, when you walked in, give me a little bit about your background. You, you worked with the El Paso Times before you came, went into TV. I did. I, yeah, I, it's funny. I, I, um, I spent like a good 10 years working in print, and then I made the transition to television here in El Paso. So I had worked for the Associated Press in Seattle as a, a print reporter, and then um, I had done internships in print as well. Then I went to the El Paso Times, um, and I was reporting there, then went to, uh, I became like a, a manager there. I was a, a features editor, and that did not, I, I did not, management and me did not mix, you know, <laughs> yeah, so no, then, I, the, I get it. yeah, so then the opportunity to, uh, to move to, uh, television came up when I was here in El Paso, uh, Kevin Lovell over at, uh, KVIA reached out and so did Eric Hughesby. And, um, I said, why not? Let's give it a shot. And I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad I did. I, I remember pulling it, pulling you aside one day and say, Robert, you're just so very talented because, you know, not everybody has the skills that you do. Mm. Uh, you're a great writer. Uh, you're a musician. You are an El Paso, and you, you are so many things to so many different people. So you were quite an asset on KVIA as well. And then the opportunity came up to uh, move to Los Angeles. Yeah. How was that? That was great. Also a situation. I've, I've got a weird streak in my career where I've never applied to any of the jobs I've had. It's weird. So it's, that's not to say that I haven't applied to jobs that I didn't get. But any of the jobs <laughs> that I've had, people came to me, and, and it's, it's strange. Um, so yeah, so at, at uh, I was approached by KBC in LA. They saw me somehow. I think they have like people that look at tapes and um, offered a job out there, and and that was just a great experience and an amazing opportunity to, I mean, to work in the number two market and at mm -hmm. a time, at a time when you know big TV was still being made. Um, mm -hmm. So much has changed. So much has changed the world has in changed. the business. Yeah. Yeah. And so back then it was still, you know, big satellite trucks, live trucks, big events. And um, so I'm really glad I got to spend about 10 years doing that. And then you came home. Then I came and home. Now you've been with KFOX for how long? Almost six years. Yeah. I came home at the end of 2015. Um, so like 2016 ish. So yeah. So going on six years now been back at KFOX and that's been incredible. That was another opportunity where they came to me. Um, they said, listen, uh, there's a, an opportunity to anchor here. And I had not anchored full time. You know, I had only reported and, and I was filling in as an anchor. So I thought, hey, this is a, a, an amazing opportunity. And of course, my family's here. Home is here. Um, my niece and nephew are here and they're, you know, beautiful young kids that I love being around. So that was just a perfect, perfect situation. So tell me, what, what are you doing now? You're, you're doing Built in the Borderland. You also anchor the newscasts on KFOX. Right. Uh, but what is your, what is your baby? What, what is your passion? First of all, before, before you tell me what your, what your passion is, I see the passion in your eyes when I, when I watch you anchor. Mm. I see that excitement. I see that passion. And uh, I think with all the busyness in the world and the transition, how TV has made a transition and how it's really changed, yeah. um, I still see that in you. 
what motivates you? Why do you have that little sparkle in your eye? Well, first of all, that's incredibly flattering that you would say that because, I mean, listen, you were the best. So to, for you to say that to, you know, in terms of anchoring, huge compliment. So thank you. Um, I, I think if, if you're to look to what is it that moves me uh, since I've been a kid, it's been storytelling. So in one form or another, right? So whether it's writing, uh, uh, video, editing, I love editing, I love shooting video, um, and also love what anchoring can do. So yes, at five and nine, Monday through Friday, we, you know, I'm anchoring an hour-long newscast with Erica Castillo and Sandra and our, and our hardworking reporters and, and crew members. But yes, the idea is to communicate, to connect with people. And that's always been something that's just always been uh, just like the, the, the most important, I suppose. Um, skill? Yeah, but, yeah. But you skill, know what? It's not yeah, a skill that you can develop. You either have it or you don't. You have okay. it. You have it. Because not everybody can communicate uh, through the camera. You know, how do you reach those people? You have that natural ability that it factor to do that. So, so it's, it's great. You think it's like singing? Because it's right, like, like singing. Yeah, because singing, it's, it's funny. You, you can teach technique, but you can't really be a singer if you don't have it. Exactly. Right? So you think the same thing exists? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So I you're think. also a musician. Does that bring maybe a, a, another, a different facet to your anchoring, to your reporting, to, to the person you are on camera and in person? Hmm. I mean, I think this. I think that um, when I edit when I put stories together, and probably when I anchor, I am conscious of rhythm, of, of beats. And even if I'm not talking about music being underneath something, I'm talking about pacing. And um, something I learned that I thought was incredibly important for me early on in college was I took poetry classes. Mm -hmm. So poetry was an incredibly influential in how I structure my stories. And yeah, I think music plays a role certainly in when I edit my pieces. And I'm not talking about putting music in my pieces. I'm just talking about the general sense of pacing and, and tempo. And I think that does exist in how you anchor and how you put stories together narratively. Yeah. I, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you just come on TV and you just put your makeup on and you put, because men wear makeup too. Um, you too. Yes. <laughs> and a lot of gel and all that stuff. So <laughs> I, I can see. Uh, more and more, I wear more and more makeup the older I get. Yes, this is true. But, but um, you just don't sit down and read. I mean, it really takes talent and skill. And there's so many things going on around you that, that it really takes a special person. And, and you are one of those. Do you miss it? Do you miss uh, Do I miss anchoring? Yeah. Um, I mean, I know you're doing amazing things now, but do you miss the sitting in front of the camera to give the day's news? I guess I am. I, I do miss it a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. I don't miss the hours. I don't miss um, some of the, uh, I, am, I miss some of the people. I mm -hmm. miss some of that connection. But uh, it, it's like, it's like, you, it's like you, you got to move on to other things, bigger and better things to, for your life, mm -hmm. for your life and to improve your life. You know, am I ever going to go back to TV? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. The hours are tough though, right? I mean, it's, it's, there's, no, there's not an ideal schedule in television news. But, you know, there isn't an ideal schedule in any in anything you do anymore anyway. I guess you know? that's true, too. Uh, yeah. With with uh, COVID, you do Zoom meetings or you, you work three days a week. And, you know, life really has changed. Uh, have you seen a change in the way you anchor, the way you report um, after COVID? Well, we're right. We're still in the middle, maybe not in the thick of things. But, yeah. you know, COVID changed everyone's lives. How did it change yours? 
Well, I can tell you that, um, you know, we, we were, we were sent home, uh, we, we, you know, we all got to, not all of us, but a good portion of the workforce during the, the, the height of the pandemic were sent home. And I was anchoring from home, as a lot of people were, but I ended up anchoring at home for almost 10 months. Wow. You had a great setup, too. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. But that was a really interesting, like, personal experiment in a lot of ways. Because I remember, you know, in the early days there, you know, so if... You know, I had a work situation, much like this, right? You know, microphone, camera, at home. But back then, you know, during the lockdown, there would be days where I wouldn't, because I live alone, so I wouldn't speak, I wouldn't talk out loud until the newscast starts. <laughs> like, oh my God. Right? Right? Because, I mean, I've been alone all day, and then the whole day goes by, and five o'clock hits, and, and it was weird. It was weird to to do that and to think that I'd be anchoring a nightly newscast from home, just you could not wrap your head around that a few years ago. You know, I mean, so that was a weird uh, situation, and and I mean, yeah, I think it it definitely illustrated um, how important it is to be together, <laughs> and um, and how much better the product is when we're together. Okay, would you wear yeah. uh, jeans? Would you wear pants? Would you wear your under? Would you anchor in your underwear or your shorts? And <laughs> if nobody was going to be there. Did ne it matter? Well, never <laughs> underwear, but <laughs> well, I come, on, come on, be honest. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd at least make the effort to get dressed. Uh, <laughs> well, from but, the waist up. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I think I'd wear shorts a lot. I mean, certainly in the summer. <laughs> Listen, my AC isn't that great at my house, so <laughs> so it's much better in the studio. So yeah, there'd be days when I'd definitely be wearing uh, shorts and just uh, business on top. Tell me about Bil Built in the Borderland. It's a special segment that you do. And uh, again, I see the passion and you, you put a lot of effort into it. Uh, a lot of the editing and there's music and there's, you know, conversation. Tell me about it. Yeah, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been a really rewarding experience to put this show together. So it starts as a segment on the newscast. Um, your, you know, typical cup, two minutes, two and a half minutes or so. Uh, and then we decided, uh, you know, my, my boss, Shauna, and... And Matt, uh, at KFOX, we talked and said, let's make this a half-hour show. So um, at first they were like, are you crazy? Are you, you sure you want to do this? It's tough to fill 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah, especially because I do everything on my own typically, you know. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, but it's, listen, it's been really hard work, but to be able to tell longer stories, yes. to be able to have conversations like this one, right, where we're actually just getting to talk, mm -hmm. And not have to, you know, subscribe to that 26-second soundbite uh, has been huge. And then winning an Emmy for it, uh, you know, uh, a little plug for myself there. Um, <laughs> winning an Emmy was also validation. It was great. Um, I, I, I love it because, I mean, I spent a lot of hours putting those weekly shows together. And, um, in fact, I just got back. I was in Sokoto earlier today shooting and coming here now and... And um, I love it. I love it. But I love to shoot. I love photography. I love um, editing. I'm also like a gear head. I love cameras. And like, I, I love that you stuff. have these beautiful <laughs> Shure microphones. These are the real deal, folks. Okay. This is like what real studios use. So I love all this stuff. So I'm just 
it just works perfectly. It intertwines. And we're going to run uh, some of your segments or little bits and pieces of your segments and, and a link so you all can join us. And if you like it, which you will, I promise that you will, <laughs> uh, don't forget to share it on the Viva Auto Group, dot, uh, on Viva Auto Group uh, Facebook page. So we're going to yeah. have fun. And we, you can also see these segments on YouTube and, you know, the different platforms and, of course, our podcast, the Viva Style Podcast. We begin today with an in-depth look at the creative process. Two talented painters recently came together for a collaboration. Mauricio Mora is based here in El Paso. Ricardo Garcia is based in Los Angeles. They each have their own unique styles. Mora is known for his technically precise and beautifully executed creations. Garcia has excelled in figurative art, but loves to delve deep into abstract interpretations. And last week, they allowed me to document their creative process. What's next for Robert? Well, I am working on a documentary that's kind of unrelated to, um, to TV news, like a, a different, uh, it's like a, a solo project of a documentary, but um, that's barely getting off the ground, but that's something I'm really excited about. Can't say much about it right now, um, but I'm, Listen, it's it's going to be comedic, so the the, the it's it's going to examine some comedy, and um, I love to laugh. I love comedy, especially because of what we do. I think mm -hmm. that oh, we need it, to laugh. Yes, yes. <laughs> the news business can sometimes, you know, listen. It's there's been a lot more attention paid to um, like how PTSD can also affect not just first responders mm -hmm. and 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 uh, officers, but also reporters who are seeing Absolutely. things firsthand. And so, um, I'm really glad that's happening but that's a long way of me saying that i'm also uh someone who seeks out comedic elements uh, in life so that's oh, I've, something i've seen I'm your clips i've seen your <laughs> yeah, clips you and know. they are pretty funny you know i you love use to be your, your niece and nephew for yes. these so those those are a lot of fun. yeah i love i listen being silly is is uh, uh, i love doing being you know silliness and my niece and nephew are hilarious i think and I, and a lot of people like seeing them so we can yeah. use some of those clips as well too yeah they're, they're cute kids man. personally what's next for you Personally, um, well, I, I, I don't know. I don't have like super, I don't have long-term plans necessarily. I, I, everything's going great right now, knock on wood. Um, you want to go to New York? I mean, a lot of people say, well, why don't you leave El Paso for bigger and, and better things? El Paso's great though. Yeah, no, I, I, I did it. I've, I've lived in, you know, eight cities or something. And then um, I spent a decade in LA. So I, I really feel like, I know what's out there. And do I miss the hustle and bustle of a big city? Yeah, of course I do. Um, do I miss the, um, the connection to, to larger like creative communities? Mm -hmm. Probably, but I will say that El Paso has come a long way in Absolutely. so many ways. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, when I came back and in the years that, that I've been back since, um, there is just incredible communities of creatives here in fact, I, like, like I said, I just got back from Socorro talking to a chef there at a restaurant that's doing great stuff. I mean, not just your typical stuff, but inventive new things. And I've seen that in the film community. I've seen that in the music community, to be sure. So I love that about El Paso, that it's, I feel like, incredibly vibrant right now. Okay, so the answer is probably no. Probably no, but never say never. Never right? say never no. You never know, know where different people will take you, different careers will take you. So yeah. And listen, I'm, an, I'm, I'm, I, 
I'm always open to new experiences, but I am incredibly happy. And, and listen, with family, you know, family's mm-hmm. huge. And the older you get, you know, it's, it's having those connections with your family and enjoying them becomes more important. I think when I was younger, it was less important, of course, as it should be for most people. Go out and do your thing. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm loving things right now. What do people not know about Robert? Ooh. <laughs> that you'd like to share. I mean, <laughs> we don't want to know everything, right? <laughs> um, so he does have a sense of humor. And, and I wasn't going to mention this, but I think, you know, it's a little, a little bit of, of, uh, of knowledge that I have from Robert since we worked together. But yes. uh, you know what I'm going to say, Robert. No, uh, I don't. I, I remember that. So I had a, uh, a son um, five years after I had a tubal ligation. And uh, I got pregnant and I announced it during, yeah, now you remember. Uh, I announced it during the meeting. I said, you know, guys, you know, you, you all have been probably noticing that I haven't been feeling very well. It's because I'm pregnant. And then Robert said. I don't want to repeat it. <laughs> you all can guess what he said. <laughs> Actually, I, I am going to say it. I am going to say it out loud. I am okay. going to say it out because loud. Because I said it in a meeting. Because you said it in a meeting, yeah. but, you know, this is another platform. But you said, what? You're still having sex? <laughs> I was just being a jerk. No, I'm, I'm sorry. No, 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 you weren't being a jerk. You you were just being you. And uh, that's not being a jerk. You were just being you as a curious reporter and probably and probably a little sarcastic. Yeah. Because I w- you you like you find humor and everybody smiled and laughed. Well, you're very gracious. Uh, other people might not have been as gracious as you. I but yes, I it was a meeting. I love to get laughs. Okay. And you uh, got one. And I got one. <laughs> and and uh, it was a joke. But so, and this ties into your question. Uh, what people may not know is that I've tried doing stand-up comedy. Oh, I didn't know that. See, so I've actually. <laughs> I learned something new about Robert. I've gone on stage on open mics uh, in, in, in LA. I was doing that. And, and I actually, you know, I'm such a fan of the art form of stand-up comedy uh, that it also made me realize yeah, that's not what you should be doing. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the day job. Keep exactly. the day. Okay, tell us the worst joke you've ever told. Oh God, they were not good. <laughs> I, I don't know that I can say any. Um, oh, they're. Oh, they're. I, well, I mean, they they were they were racy. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, um, okay. I mean, let me think. Uh, let me try try to think of a bit. Yeah, the, the, my funniest <laughs> my funniest joke is definitely not. Uh, family friendly, so I won't say that. We already talked about sex. <laughs> yeah, but you know, there's a twist on it. Um, but l- listen, the, the jokes were not that good. Did they get a few chuckles? Sure. Yes. But um, being around real comedians and being around people who are like whip, sharp, funny, you know, makes you understand that that's a different skill yeah. set, yeah, right. right? I mean, I think you can develop it probably, but. And you will be developing it because uh, you're going to do that 30-minute doc- minute documentary uh, that's a little comedic. So we'll, we look forward to seeing that. But I'll be behind the scenes. Um, all I'm doing is shooting very funny people. So you're so. a producer, a director, an actor, a musician, an anchor, a reporter. Gosh, so many things. Well, thank you for sharing a, a little bit of your life thank uh, you. with us this afternoon. If anything you'd like to add, something that, that we need to know and, and walk away with. Well, is this the po- this is the plugs portion here. So okay. I'll ask if you... Uh, if you would please join us on KFOX 14 at 5 and 9. My Built in the Borderlands segment runs Sunday nights at 10.30. Um, and I'm always open to ideas. I'm always looking for interesting 
off the wall kinds of things that are happening in our community. Uh, businesses, people, artists, musicians, I'm always looking to meet them and give people some exposure. So reach out to me via Twitter or Facebook um, at Robert K Fox 14 on Twitter. I'm on Facebook as well. So just, you know, hit me up. Okay. And also I'd like to everybody know, let everybody know that we're giving away gift cards. You know, we want you to go to our page, Viva Auto Group and like it and share it. So uh, we'll be giving away those gift cards starting next week. So thanks for watching, everybody. Have a great day, Robert, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Stella. See you next time. We'd like to hear what you think about today's conversation. Go to the Viva Auto Group Facebook page and like us. If you're in the market for a new or pre-owned car or truck, we invite you to choose a Viva vehicle.